Well, hello. Hello and welcome. It's me. I'm back. Hey, who's me, right? This is Markets Trucking Answers, and I welcome everybody. A welcome here or welcome back, whichever it is for you coming today. I love seeing everybody here. I want to let you know that I'm coming to you today only through your ear hole, which is the preferred method for most people. Seven out of ten proctologists agree that's the best way to do it. I'm here with Gracie who is fast asleep behind me, but at any moment she could be up and have something to say. This is the podcast that other podcasts, especially trucking podcasts, listen to and then decide what they're going to say. So I'm glad that you're here. I want to say that today we're going to have some trucking news, some automotive news, and in the third half of the show, we will have yet another reason why we do not live on Mars. Do you know why we don't live on Mars? There's nobody living there that I know of right now. Because there's a bunch of dumb, stupid, idiot people on this planet. Yes, dumb, moron, stupid people. And we have to support them in one way or another. We have to provide for them. We have to put them in jail and give them dry cheese sandwiches. There's something. That's why I can't get there because all the money is going to them, even though they're complete idiots. All right, so let's get to, to some trucking news today. So sit back and uh, put it in the big hole, as they say. Did you see a few of these trucking things that were in the news? So Werner and Kodiak have a deal. Kodiak is an autonomous truck uh, maker. They retrofit and make trucks autonomous so that they can drive by themselves. So here's what the story is, and we'll give you the deets, okay, for you kids. They have a route that they're going to start doing from Dallas to Lake City, Florida, and back. It didn't say what the customer was. If any of you work for Werner and know what that is, let me know. Anyhow, they tried this for a week. And so here's what they have to currently do. Because the law does not allow a truck to drive itself yet, there is a driver in the truck sitting there. All right. Presumably two drivers. That's what I think. And uh, interestingly, okay, so we'll get to that in a minute. So they went back and forth for a week and ran 152 hours. That truck ran out of the 168 hours in a week. That's pretty efficient, okay? There aren't companies doing that at the moment. But there are drivers in the truck, and what they did is exactly what I said. So uh, even Werner takes advice from me. They listen to the podcast and then go, oh, this is what we should do. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see how important this podcast is? <laughs> All right. Each end of this run, they have a dedicated drop yard. And what they're doing, they're pulling this Kodiak truck into these drop yards and dropping the trailer. And another driver, a final mile driver, as they're calling it, are taking it from this yard and delivering the load and bringing loads back. Each end, they already had a load staged, which for God's sakes, over the road trucking company should have been doing this all along for road drivers. I always thought that. Road drivers should not be sitting around making local deliveries, okay? They should be taking trailers here to there over the road, all right? You pull in a yard, drop it, pick a load up that goes somewhere else and leave. You shouldn't be making the deliveries local drivers should do that all right and that's what they're doing with this so what they're doing is pulling in dropping it picking up a load that goes back and leaving now they said they had trailers ready on both ends which obviously they did and they have safety drivers in the truck the truck only stopped to fuel and at these yards that's it and if they're smart these yards are close to a fuel stop probably only on one end 
because they can just pull out, get fuel, whatever, if they're really smart in the future, which they probably listen to the podcast because they're doing this, they'll have fuel at the yard. All right? That's what they should do, is have fuel at this yard. And the truck can just pull up and fuel and leave. So that's what's happening back and forth. And this is how Over the Road ends for uh, some people in here in the future. What will happen is loads will be delivered, brought back and forth to these drop yards, and that'll be that. Local drivers will not have their jobs taken in the near future. At some point, yeah, but not yet. And look, and even this, even though they tout it as autonomous and it ran in autonomous mode, there's still a driver in the truck, probably also in the sleeper. Because there's plenty of fuel for this truck to just run way past uh, a driving shift. Now, are they switching drivers while the truck is moving? That's interesting. You know, I don't know that that's legal. Did anybody do that teaming? Yes, certainly I've done that. I'm sure many people have done that. I was thinking about it. And I'm like, can you just transfer from one to the other? I don't think so. So uh, not legally, you know, not legally, because uh, how do you examine the truck? How do you ensure the truck is safe for operation as required by law? Either way, they're probably got some kind of exemption or they're probably doing that because I can't imagine it stopping. Although the driver has to have a 30 minute break. Is that being taken care of by the other driver in the sleeper as well? I don't know how they do. They have three people. That's a possibility. Uh, it's a, it could be this England program where there's three people. I could see that. So if they're allowed to move around in the truck, to get a 30-minute break, your break could be on duty. I said duty. So the driver is like, I'm getting close to eight hours. He would switch with the person in the passenger seat. Okay, And then that person would then drive for 30 minutes. And then that person would switch back out. I could see that kind of thing happening. They're allowed to move around in the truck. And the truck keeps rolling. And that's very efficient. That's how this should have been anyway. They could already make the system more efficient by simply keeping road drivers rolling. So if you're over the road, why are you making four-stop deliveries in little towns, right? If you're getting paid by the mile, you should be getting the miles. And that should be just how it works. You go terminal to terminal, and that's it. Drop the trailer, pick one up that's leaving, and leave. How much more efficient would you be in your day? If you never had to pick up or deliver a load, think about that wherever you are, you're going here to there. You just drop the load off and pick a load up that leaves and goes somewhere else. That's the way trucking should run. And then you'd have local drivers delivering a bunch of loads. Uh, that's how it should be. That's just not how it always works, unfortunately. So uh, that's what Werner is doing. And that's how the road driving ends. Because look, this truck is more efficient than a team, way more efficient. Okay than even just a team. So one truck and some local drivers and bingo, you got a route covered. I-80, do you travel in I-80 in Illinois? Well, from Manuka to Joliet, there's going to be construction until 2027. They're rebuilding that part. So get ready for that. 2027 bridges, Road decks, everything being rebuilt until 2027. Is that crazy to even think about that? There's so much traffic, construction, all kinds of new warehouses and stuff being built up there. It's a disaster. One accident and it backs up for miles. 
but the, the governor, who has yet to be arrested, as we know every Illinois governor for the last 50 years gets arrested and goes to prison. This one hasn't yet, so we'll see what happens in the future. Oh, he says, you know, this is going to be a long haul, but, you know, at the end of it, it's going to be great. By the time the road is done, they're going to have to rebuild it again because they always go to the lowest bidder, which I I just don't get. You know, then, then that person is encouraged to use cheapest materials and everything. The cheap always comes out expensive. Always keep that in mind, no matter what you're doing. Don't just look for the lowest price. Look for the best quality. Okay, it isn't always the lowest price. You don't want the lowest price on everything. The National Propane Gas Association. Are you a member the of the NPGA? <laughs> Well, if you're not a member, here's what they said, uh, reading the uh, their magazine, Gas Today. <laughs> they want an exemption from the FMCSA for hours of service because people apparently still live in the Stone Age and get propane delivered to their house. Now, actually, I know they do that a lot, a lot, even around here, just outside of town, a lot of the houses have propane tanks. So they said, look, because uh, it's tough for us to get drivers... We want to just work our drivers to death, which is my opinion. I don't know if they put that in there. Here's what they want to do. They want the 14-hour day extended to 17 hours. And they want 11 driving hours extended to 14 driving hours per day. Now, look, I don't know about you, okay, but being in my extreme upper 30s, I'm looking at those hours thinking, you know what? That is a really long day. Would you want to work 17 hours a day? All right. Plus, some people, which this I personally don't understand, commute. I was just talking to a guy this week. Oh, yeah, I live an hour, 10 minutes away. I'm like, why would you do that? Okay. <laughs> do not commute two hours, 20 minutes a day to a job, any job, unless you're the CEO of Apple. Okay. It isn't worth commuting for a regular job, that kind of distance. Can you imagine working 17 hours a day plus commuting? Because most of these drivers, and they're showing the trucks, are home every day. Uh, there, I know there's some propane over the road propane, but the, they're talking about home delivery drivers. That's what they mention in their uh, exemption request. Because people need their propane delivered. You're not delivering to somebody's house in a road tractor. All right, these are a lot of these are straight trucks, much less, uh, you know, semis, small semis. That's what they run around here. Okay, I see them all the time going around here. I just think that's a long day and a long week of work, working that many hours. Believe me. You know, just a regular day is long enough. Now, I will say this, that if they are hourly, the drivers are probably all for it. So if you got 14 hours a day, you know, you're going to pick up some hours of drive time and then, you know, 17 working hours a day. Will they grant it? Maybe. You know, the government is kind of bent to do that. And if they do, you know, here's the other proof of, you know, the log not really being anything about safety. If it's about safety, they should just automatically turn it down. There shouldn't be an exemption because people need the propane if it's safety. So if they get an exemption, then I guess safety doesn't matter if somebody needs a product, proving that it isn't about safety at all. They should say, no, no, there can't be any exemptions because beyond this many hours, it isn't safe. That's what they would say if it was about safety. But we all know the log isn't really about safety, is it? Right. So that's the but the, that's what the NPGA wants. And I cannot imagine 
working a 17-hour day and going home and sleeping a few hours and coming back again. Actually, you know, in this in their exemption, they do not have uh, anything in there about uh, reducing the sleep time. So I guess you'd at least get a 10-hour break in between your 17-hour shifts. And I know there's a lot of people going, well, Mark, that's really good. You make money. Yeah, that's too many hours. It just is. But people put way too much emphasis on work. All right. You shouldn't be working 17 hours a day every day. And, you know, you never see your family or anything. So remember what is important. And I say that as we remember Coolio. Okay, Coolio just died. Depending when you're listening to this, I suppose. You mean like, he died 12 years ago, Mark. All right, but Coolio uh, just passed away this last week, 59 years old. Okay, 59. And there's no foul play suspected, the police have said. They'll do an autopsy, of course. Whenever they find you dead somewhere, there's an autopsy. But, uh, you know, I haven't heard anything about Coolio in the news over the years or anything and they think he just had uh, cardiac arrest which ironically is what everybody dies from ultimately your death is caused by your heart stopping right that's no matter what is wrong with you that's what ultimately kills you and he had he was visiting his friend's house and i guess he didn't come out of the can for a while that's what they said and the friend's like hey what's up and no answer so they go in the bathroom and he's dead and I guess the police, uh, you know, paramedics came, tried to work on it for 45 minutes CPR. But, you know, I don't know how long he'd been dead in there. They got to get to you pretty, to do CPR, and I commend them for doing this, of course, but you got to get somebody pretty quick to save their life with CPR. If the, if he'd been dead in there 20 minutes, 30 minutes, or and then they start CPR, no. Uh, he only had asthma as, you know, a listed condition, and it's too bad. You know, we remember him from Gangster's Paradise, of course. That's where everybody remembers Coolio. But he's been on many TV shows. Wife Swap, that's a funny show. He's been on a lot of cooking shows, believe it or not. He's a pretty good cook, and uh, which is where I've seen him lately. I'll tell you, this is something I want everybody to think about. This is something I think about a lot as I approach my, you know, extreme lower 40s, which is... 59 comes up on you pretty fast, okay? So the, those calendar days that you flip over, the Dave Barry, uh, you know, joke a day calendar, you go through those pretty quickly in your life, and before you know it, you're turning over the calendar that says 59 years old on it. So remember, as you're working these 17-hour days, you don't get these days back, you know? So what are you doing with yourself, of course, and is there something you wanted to do? And I don't care if it's small, or it's large. Mark, there's a museum I want to go visit that's 10 miles from my house. Or, Mark, I'd like to climb Mount Everest. Okay. <laughs> so, whichever one it is, let's go do it. The wife just yesterday was talking about going skydiving. Now, that's not something I've wanted to do, but that's something she wants to do. And I'm like, all right, let's go do it. Okay, why wait? You know, there's no point in waiting, although it's raining, so they only do it weather permitting. But there's a place in Frankfurt, Indiana, not far from me, you know, 25 minutes or whatever, where we're going to go do that, where she's going to do that, because that's something that she wants to do. And it isn't like, oh, you know, well, why does she want to do it? It doesn't matter, you know, and everybody wants to do different things. If that's what she wants, let's go do it. You know, she rode in a World War II helicopter a couple of years ago. Because that's something she wanted to do. And so what is it that you want to do? You know, time is taking away. Time keeps moving. And that's an important thing to remember as you're gone 
as you're over the road, as you're away for weeks, even at work, just a regular job, every minute that you're away takes a minute away from time that you can do something you want to do. Now, if you love what you're doing, I get it. But what else is it that you want to do? Work can't be the only thing we want to do. I cannot even imagine a time when I thought the only thing I want to do with my life is work, is get a job and work and then die. That no one has ever said that, even no matter how much they love their job. You have some kind of passion, some kind of something in you, something you want to change the world, you want to do something in the world, do it. Okay, go do it because 59 comes up quickly, comes up quickly. 59, Coolio was 59. He wasn't like 80 or 90 or like the queen. Oh, it's so sudden. That's what somebody said, the queen. Look, anytime you die, it's not great. But, you know, when you're approaching 100, okay, every day is like an extra gift. So you just don't know when that day is. So if there's something you want to do, go scale Everest, go skydiving, go do something. But go do it while you still can. So I'm reading this article about Netrodyne. Do you know what that is? It's another one of these stupid dash cams that we talked about in the last podcast about the worst of trucking. But this isn't even like other dash cams. This is even worse. And this guy, the chief development officer of Netrodyne, Adam Kahn, can go get bent. That's my opinion. Because he's touting the um he's touting how great this is. And here's what it does, okay? It's bad enough that it watches you all the time. But he says, oh, you know, anyone who gets a performance review, if everything is negative, you know, nobody's going to want to stay at that place. So what the camera should do, not just show the negative, but show the positive. Now, that sounds all great and warm and fuzzy, like we should go hug it out and sing Kumbaya all over the place. But remember, remember, this is not great. Okay, what happens is that, uh, you know, companies watch you all the time and I don't care what people say about it you know that there's no way that they don't do this they do it all the time because the camera says so it says performance metrics are recorded in real time okay which helps them managers keep on top of drivers in a non-intrusive but constructive way baloney it's completely intrusive because it's recording you in real time. All of these cameras, no matter who makes them, record you all the time. Okay, it cannot, same as a dash cam, it cannot go and, and give you the eight seconds before an incident if it wasn't recording you. Okay, it can't go back in time. So there, uh, it says if we have to review 500 minutes per day, that means we should review 500 minutes of driving per day because every minute should be taken into consideration. That's what the guy from Netrodyne says. So how is the AI going to review 500 minutes a day if it doesn't have 500 minutes a day to review? It has to be watching all the time. And it says, oh, it'll send alerts. Isn't that great? It'll send you an alert when you do a good thing and a bad thing. Okay. So even though it gives you a negative event like running a stop sign, why? Oh, it can read all the signs like speed limit signs, stop signs, no prostitution signs. It reads all the signs. Everywhere a sign, right? There's signs, all signs all the time. Can't you read the sign? So it says, for example, 
Say a driver is traveling at a safe speed, meaning the legal speed, because it can read the signs. They say it can read the signs. All right. And by the way, my truck, the truck I'm driving anyways, has a thing where the speed limit sign pops up on the dashboard of the truck because it looks and it can read speed limit signs and all these other signs, no passing zone. It reads all these signs. That speed limit thing is not right a lot of the time. I've been on the interstate and it says 25 because it reads a ramp sign. So say it says, say a driver's traveling at a safe speed and following distance, okay, with the vehicle in front, when suddenly a driver in the left lane cuts in front of them. <gasps> da, da, da. But instead of responding aggressively, but like by blowing their horn or flipping them off or tailgating them, the trucker instead responds by creating more space between himself and the vehicle. Now, let me ask you this. How do you think the camera would know that if it isn't watching and looking at all the time? Okay, it's so meaning what I'm trying to tell you, it does not just go off during an incident. It's watching all the time. It monitors your horn usage as well. It says with this new Netrodyne driver.i camera, sit with it's a letter I, situations like this don't go unnoticed. Well, how can it not go unnoticed if it's not watching all the time? Drivers are rewarded for positive safety events but with driver stars. Oh, yeah, you're going to get a gold star. It says so. Okay, their top customers are getting more driver stars for every event. <laughs> so I don't know. When you go back to the terminal, will they stick a little star on your shirt? Or do they have like a chart? on the wall where they put a star next to your name just keep in mind that they cannot know this if they're not monitoring you all the time if somebody cuts you off and then gets off the ramp and nothing happens how would it know that unless it's already recording that Okay, it wouldn't. So it isn't, doesn't just record for events. No matter what people say, you can write me a thousand emails. The camera companies themselves talk about it monitoring all the time in real time. Now with positive feedback. So you can feel better, even better about your driving because the camera is going to award you stars. Maybe it'll ding too because it does say it makes noise. It will uh, give an audible alert for negative events. So like, I don't know, like a buzzing sound, probably maybe it'll give you uh, maybe it'll have some kind of sound for a positive event. You know, when you don't hit the horn, they see that truck kind of front. It goes, oh, oh, driver star has come to you. You might get a driver star out of that. You're like, all right. When I go back to the terminal, I can get I got a driver star. If I turn in two thousand five hundred stars, I can get a pencil, a troll pencil eraser. I, that's what I picture. I picture like a big cabinet like they used to have at, the, you know, like a Chuck E. Cheese or, you know, at the carnival near the ski ball tables where you get all those tickets right in. You only need 3,000 or Svobodas. Who remembers that place in uh, southern in what South Holland or Illinois? Am I the only one that ever went to Svobodas? Maybe. Okay. Or Sousers Park. Remember Sousers? In uh, Griffith Highland, problem, problem. The people are like driving off the road trying to shoot themselves now. Okay, so nobody remembers that. Used to get tickets and you'd pick something out of a cabinet. 
So you're probably going in your turn in 2,000 stars and you get a troll pencil eraser or something. Look, all this kind of stuff is stupid. Right? If you don't think I know what I'm doing, fire me. All right? That's why you hire an experienced driver. So if you, got to, if you have to monitor somebody 24 hours a day to make sure that they're doing their job, I don't know why you'd want them to working for you. Even Henry Ford said, right, I hire the best people and let them do their job. Hire people that know what they're doing and let them go do it. Okay, you don't you don't have to actually sit there. This is like the worst case of micromanaging. Not where they like call the police to check on you. This is even worse, where they are monitoring you all the time. Oh, you're over the speed limit, bong. You're right, buzz, the thing buzz, beep, bong, bing, burr. It's doing all these different sounds. Each sound means a different thing probably. Oh, you're over the line. Oh, this happened here. Oh, this is over the line. Uh-oh, truck cut in front of you. Bing, oh, you did a good job. Here's a gold star. Come on. Come on, you know, this is part of the worst of trucking, these kind of stupid cameras. And that guy from Netrodyne, you know, I hope the place closes personally and goes bankrupt. Okay, that's what I hope happens to that place. It won't, though. It won't. A driver will just accept this without even saying anything to their company, without even making a fuss about it or anything. Stupid. But remember, uh, let me know. When the first person gets 1,000 tickets here, uh, let me know. 1,000 gold stars. Hey, Tesla's in the news, but not for its cars forward to robots did you see this get these quotes they have a new robot that they're trying to produce called optimus huh he said that they will be inexpensive in the twenty thousand dollar range to start and they will make millions of them he said current humanoid robots are missing a brain that's elon musk and they don't have the ability to solve problems on their own our robots will. They'll also be extremely capable. And we will produce them in the millions. They will replace factory workers to begin with. Well, on replacing factory workers, there are some robots, but not like this. This looks kind of like a person, right? And uh, I don't know if you have seen movies or not, but aren't there movies about robots that can think on their own? Yeah. Do you want that? Do you want a robot that is extremely capable and can think on its own? Okay. The only good thing about these robots is they don't have like a nuclear fission power plant where it's like unlimited power. They have a small battery pack. So you could shut them out with an EMP burst, presumably, something like that. When they come to kill us, <laughs> when they come to kill all of us. I do not want a robot that thinks on its own. Do we not understand the problems that this faces for us? So, well, I don't know. I probably won't see the end of this, but you can think about it in the coming years, whether there's millions of humanoid-looking robots that can think on their own, and they're being produced in mass quantities for little cost. Does anyone see any problem with that, or am I the only one? I don't know if you know this, but Johnny Depp is a huge car fan, and I was reading about his car collection. What do you think about this for some cars? So, he's got a 59 Corvette. Not bad, not bad. It wouldn't be my choice. I wouldn't probably get one, but okay. He's got a Rolls-Royce Wraith, my favorite Rolls-Royce. All right, what do you think about that one? It has the 624 horsepower V12 in it. And two-door, it's for people that want to drive their Rolls-Royce, not be driven in it. It is a great driver's car, and it's his favorite car. It says that he drives it all the time, and I just love that. I love when people get a car, and then they drive it. hate to see trailer cars or 
cars that people buy in a collection, they just park in a warehouse. Get these cars out on the road and drive them. He's also got a 2022 Navigator. Alright, so, alright, I guess so. You know, uh, I don't know what he needs that for, I guess. It's up to him. 69 Nova, that's an interesting car. I see too many of these at car shows, though. And so, you know, I'm not really that impressed by it. They're okay, but it's a common car that people collect and, you know, redo. So, he has a V-Class Mercedes. I guess he probably has it overseas because they don't sell it here. It It's kind of called the Metris here, but uh, it's not, you know, they just stopped selling it. And this one looks like it's European, so maybe he uses that overseas. He has a, a Range Rover, of course, which is classic four-wheel drive, so we can go out in the winter time with this thing. The best, of course, and he also has a Maybach 650 Cabriolet. All right, so nice. Another 625 horsepower, six-liter bi-turbo V12. It was 300 grand, not bad. 60, uh, zero to 60 in 4.1 seconds. Okay, I can get that. Wouldn't be my car either. I'm not into convertibles. Don't want to mess up with little hair I have left. He's got a uh, a 911 Carrera S. Interesting, interesting car to have. He's a lot of cars, so I hope he drives them an Escalade. All right, look, we already have the Navigator. Do we need an Escalade? It does say that in his court appearances, he was chauffeured in this car to uh, back and forth to court. You know, but on, no way would I ever be chauffeured around. Don't ever find me with a chauffeur. I'm a driver, and I like driving. He's got a 7 Series BMW as well. You know, it's not really a collector car. So, and his is not an M Series car. It's just a regular one. Eh, maybe he likes the car. I don't like their goofy stick shifter in it anymore. I've never been a big fan of BMWs. He may have more cars than this. These are all, other than those couple of cars, they're pretty new cars. So, you know... I don't know if you have more cars than you can drive around. If nothing else, what I would do with these cars is loan them to museums or something like that where people can see them because it just bothers me when I'll read about car collections or I'll watch my shows that I taped during the week, uh, car shows, and they'll go to some museum and it's like a private collection. You know, where, oh yeah, I have, you know, it's some, I don't know, executive or something, and they have 25 classic cars and, you know, all cars back to the 20s, but they don't show them to anybody and they don't drive them. What is the point of that, I guess? I guess I don't know what the point of that is. So, as a car person, get the cars are made to be driven. So, let's get them on the road or get them at least where people can see them and appreciate them. Now, we move on to Topeka, Kansas, my hometown. And <laughs> that's not true. So, in Topeka, it turns out there are some cinder block basement apartments and they are occupied one of them is occupied by our next person here and he's sitting around thinking you know what i need you know what these people always need money because they don't have any they just have a small four inch black and white tv set picking up sally jesse Raphael and the old rabbit ears and they're like you know what the show's over in 17 minutes i'm gonna go and get some money and i always say why don't they just go to work well you wait you wait because this person says, all right, let's get the heck out of here. They get their cricket phone and they head down to the quickie mart. But he's also got a weapon and he says, okay, hey, clerk, give me the money. But it turns out this, this quickie mart, unlike most, drops its money regularly. You know, they're only supposed to have like 20, 30 bucks or whatever in the register. They have to drop the money all the time into like a floor safe. 
and it can only open at certain times. Uh, you know, you just can't get to all the money. And so the clerk's like, all right, I got 17 bucks or whatever. And he goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That ain't enough. So you, clerk-o, get back here. So he locks the clerk in a back room and proceeds to run the register himself for the next three hours to collect the money from the people that are buying, you know, whatever items, Slim Jims and whatever, and bangs. And he keeps the money himself. Well, during this time, the clerk has worked themselves out of whatever storeroom or whatever they were locked in and went out like a back door and called the police, went somewhere to call the police because he, of course, took their phone. And the police come and arrest this person three hours later. They are still working the register. Now, this goes to show you it's not that hard to work a register at a convenience mart, apparently. And this person, rather than getting a job, just went in and took a job just to get just to get the money. Depending on how busy it is in there, you may actually make more money working there than uh, stealing there. But I guess this way you don't have to clean the bathrooms and all that other stuff that they make the clerks do. And I was thinking, wouldn't the people notice that? But, you know, not really. How often do you go in the convenience store? Me, hardly ever. Get gas and leave. So I'm not even in there. I wouldn't know who's working in there. So it wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, notice anything. Maybe you'd think, uh, you know, they don't know how to run the register. But, hey, maybe they just go, oh, I'm new or whatever. Sorry. And they just hit some buttons until the register opens up. I don't know. Either way, he's still working there, collecting money from people when the police get there. And they promptly arrest this person and take them where? To jail. Where they have to do what? Spend our money on them. All of the money that they collect from us, they have to spend on this idiot. And now we, meaning me, can't get to Mars. Maybe you, if you want to come with. I can't get there because I'm busy providing cheese sandwiches to this moron. Who knows how long he will spend in prison. And hard to believe, you know, would this be his first arrest? I'm going to say no. It doesn't say in the article, but you know what? I'm going to say, I don't think so. I'm going to say this person, and if I will say this, if this is their first arrest, it's not going to be their only arrest. That's the thing. It's never their only arrest. Because what is he going to get for this? Probably hardly anything. Will he get kidnapping? Oh, well, Mark kidnapping. He's gonna, they'll drop all those charges, and he'll be able to plea bargain to jaywalking You know, for an $8 fine. So, uh, you know, that's half the problem in the country, but we'll get into that in another podcast. But this is another reason why we don't live on Mars. You know, where I got to provide cheese sandwiches to idiots who run convenience stores rather than getting a, a job. There was a guy I saw, by the way, as we wrap up here yesterday. So I'm coming back. Where was this? I don't remember what city this was. Where was I? I don't remember. So anyway, I noticed this. Oh, up in Detroit. Okay, so guy sitting there on the side of like the road, like on an exit from a strip mall. Okay, and he's got his kid there, and she's, I don't know, six to eight, I would say. She's sitting there in a chair in the median of, you know, the little bump there on the exit entrance thing, and he's got a sign. Now, I can't see the sign, it's pointed towards the people that are exiting because I'm going down the road. But I'll tell you what it probably says is need help or want money. 
and you can see a couple of the stores have big signs in their windows now hiring and i'll tell you what if i was in a car i would have stopped and yelled at that guy because that kind of thing bothers me this is another reason we're not on mars really so it's like a double shot it's like two bangs it's like double banging so what this guy is is the problem okay you're gonna take your kid and show them that begging a man goes begging before they will take a job that's the real problem i had with it and this is a girl okay she was a girl i assume because again not a biologist and I thought, what a terrible thing to show your kid. Plus, he's using the kid for sympathy to get people to just give him money when he could just go work for money. You know, terrible. I consider that child abuse, personally, and I wish he was arrested for it. Uh, if nothing else, it's not legal to sit there, okay, and have a kid sit there. It's somewhat dangerous. But to use your kid like that, and have a sign, uh, need assistance or whatever the sign generally says, rather than going to work at one of the many places that were within walking distance of where he was within a one minute walk and show your kid, hey, let's go. I'm going to show you how to go get a job. Right now, I'm going to show you how to beg as a man. I'm going to beg. I'm not going to even go work. I'm so useless as a human being. I'm not even going to go try to get any job. You should be able if your kids need something, you should accept any job, no matter what it is, if you need the money, before you go beg somebody for money. You have to work first. Put in the work. It just bothered me a lot. And this reminded me of seeing that guy with his little kid daughter there showing her that men don't work. Men are beg. You know, the thing to do is find a man that begs. This is how the cycle of all this continues. And it's disgusting. I don't like it. And I wish I could have stopped and yelled at him. Because I would have videotaped this guy too. Uh, so uh, that's the story for today as I get off my soapbox again. <laughs> right? So I want to thank everybody for uh, listening to the podcast. And of course, there'll be another one out soon. Mark at truckinganswersnation.com. And I didn't mention in this one, but... You know, if you're ready to get into trucking the right way and don't want to lose like 20 grand your first year, uh, hit me up, as the kids say, at launchwithmark.com. We'll get you into trucking the way you need to be into trucking. See you on the next podcast.